to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in while we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, you know where you are. This is the Plug Podcast. I am Bushy Metal Mike. Still not with us, but that's okay. I'm actually doing this all in one night. I'm bringing it to you part two of this Eddie Van Halen tribute. The man has been gone for two years. Let's never let his greatness be forgotten. Enjoy it, folks. Well, here we are at the very expensive-looking beaver suite. But the inhabitants today aren't beavers. It's a different kind of animal. It's the American heavy metal musician. And as you can see, there's evidence of hard drinking going on. Van Halen, I accuse you of drinking Perrier water. This no, is no, a no, very that's good yours, babe. Matter. That's yours, there. I found it outside your luxury It's even shaped like you are. <laughs> that's very kind of you. I've always longed for a figure like that. Am I going to get a proper drink or what? What are you, uh, what are you drinking here? Is this an American beer? This is Budweiser. This is Budweiser. Let's, let's join let's the trial. It's very nice. Yeah? Thank you. It is very nice. This way. Okay, why don't you talk while we drink? Right. <laughs> Hold on. There seems to be, though, a, a recurring theme that you're always pushing. You know, you always want to see what is beyond what everybody else is doing. More power, more volume. Yes. <laughs> more is always better, right? <laughs> it's like this old saying Alice and I always had, if, it, if, it's a, if it's all you can eat for a buck, give me three bucks worth. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's 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 uh, it, it, to me it's just a natural evolution, you know. Always tinkering with things. Uh, the main thing I always ask myself is, what if I do this? Yeah, I wonder what will happen if I do this. And a lot of times, you know, open up an amp and accidentally hit a capacitor, and then, you know, like Mike Tyson, just, you know, kicked you in the chest. And uh, but you know, through trial and error. I continue to watch your eyes. But the, the, the main reason why I squeeze so many, um, you know, calling tricks, calling whatever techniques out of a guitar was out of necessity because I couldn't afford the pedals. You know, I couldn't afford a wallet pedal, I couldn't afford a, a fuzz box and all, all the toys that everybody else had. 
So I did everything I could to get the sounds out of, out of the guitar with my fingers. Kind of necessity leads to innovation. Yeah. In a lot a, of ways. Yeah. Who were some of your musical heroes? Uh, well, my father, to begin with. Um, you know, he was surrounded by music from day one. Um, and he, he, he lived long enough to see our, our success. And, um, as a guitarist, uh, Eric Clapton was, was my hero because he was a, a, a straight-ahead guy just plugging his guitar straight into an amp. And, uh, you know, it was very uh, organic, so to speak. There wasn't a lot of BS in between. Um, so, well, I, I liked him uh, during Cream. Uh, after Cream, I kind of lost interest uh, in, in him and... Uh, and basically stopped listening to music altogether. I didn't listen to much of anything after that. Why is that? I, uh, I was so busy and wrapped up in my own little world that I just didn't... Uh, you can ask Alice, you know, or, or my son. You know? It's the last record I bought. Peter Gabriel's show. <laughs> and, the record, and the record before that, I don't have a clue. You know? I'm, I'm just not one. I don't. I don't. It was probably radio. an eight track. Huh? It was probably an eight track. If it's that. But yeah, I, I never listened to the radio in my car. So I like to hear the, the engine of the car. <laughs> this is a man who, you know, enjoys sounds, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's probably what. Actually, kind of... one of my cars is you know, on on the recording too. On the the breakdown in Panama. And he goes, oh, I'm really a little hot tonight. Mm one of my cars. talk about uh, Clapton being an early influence of yours, but I think uh, you also were listening to Jimi Hendrix. Uh, not so much, actually. No? No. Jimmy um, Page? You know, those guys? Say, unless, unless, uh, no, not really. Unless there were songs that, that Alex or, or basically at the time Mark Stone would come in with an album and say, hey, you want to learn this song by this band? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I usually wasn't the one to pick the songs we played. It's interesting because all of those iconic guitarists—they all played off-the-rack guitars. You, you're, you're the only one who said mm -mm, that's not good enough for me. Um, well, obviously it was good enough for them, but it wasn't for me. You know, um, doesn't mean anything except that, really. Well, the the sounds that you were making and. Uh, with Van Halen really kind of changing the musical landscape. It really kind of inspired a whole era of copycats. Yeah, which at first, you know, I kind of went, you know, and at first it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> then I started thinking, oh God, where did I start? <laughs> you know, 
But then, you know, my brother, my brother and my, my father both told me, you know, uh, uh, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. So I just let it go. professional musician, uh, classically trained on clarinet and saxophone, and he traveled the world making music, and he met my mother in Indonesia. And uh, after the war, uh, Indonesia used to be a Dutch province, and uh, after the war, uh, they had a choice to either remain under their rule or move back to Holland, and they opted to move back to Holland, um, where life became a little rough because my mom became a second-class citizen um, because she was Indonesian. So here she is stuck at home with two rugrats, Alex and I, and uh, uh, my father's out trying to get gigs, uh, which kept him from home uh, at weeks at a, for weeks at a time. Uh, eventually, uh, you know, with the big band era and everything coming kind of to, to a close, uh, uh, in order to make money to have any kind of gig at all, he uh, joined the, the Air Force in Holland to, uh, to pay the rent. And um, somewhere along the line, when he turned 42, uh, he said to my mom, let's uh, pack up the kids and the piano and move to Beverly. <laughs> Except it wasn't Beverly Hills, that is.
we came to America uh, on, on a boat, nine days on the boat, and um, uh, he, he, he performed on the boat with the band, and uh, that was our ticket over here. And uh, one day he comes up to Alex and I, and he goes, so why don't you guys play piano during the intermission? So we ended up performing also on the boat, uh, which uh, gave, showed us the, uh, the quirks of, uh, uh, of being a performer. Or the, the, the pluses of it, because the, the next night we're at the captain's table eating dinner. <laughs> so we, we found out at an, at an early age, you know, what being on stage meant, to you know, to a certain extent. But anyway, so when we finally arrived in Pasadena, California, um, it was rough. Uh, uh, my father, you know, a classically trained musician. Uh, had to walk three miles uh, to go wash dishes. He was a janitor at Masonic Temple and Pacific Telephone. My mom was a maid. Um, and the, there was always a common thread of music in our family. Uh, ever since we were young in Holland, uh, uh, you know, there was, somewhere my mom had a, a sense that we were going to follow in my, my, my father's footsteps. and. And knowing that in the back of her head, she insisted that we start being classically trained on piano. Already in Holland, that's why we brought the piano with us. Um, but anyway, so we come to America, and he didn't know any other musicians, really. And, you know, Musicians Union was there, but they weren't of much help at the time. Um, but slowly, he, he started meeting other, other musicians, also, you know, uh, immigrants. And... Uh, he started gigging on the weekends because uh, being a janitor and a maid and uh, all that stuff, it didn't pay the rent. And we lived in one room, but we slept in one bed uh, in a house with two other families. So it, it was rough going. Uh, so the only thing that, again, that saved us was my dad gigging on the weekends, making music. Uh, as we grew a little bit older, uh, Alex started playing drums with my dad. And I'll never forget, he used to have to, because he had long hair, he had to take a whole jar of Vaseline and, and uh, uh, what was that stuff called? Vitalis? And just, just slick his hair back, you know, it took him days to get it out. But, uh, um, and then eventually I ended up playing bass with them. And, uh, and I didn't know my... A from Hole in the Ground, uh, these, you know, funny songs, you're all like, we're, we're playing, uh, you know, oompa music, for everything from oompa music to waltzes to, uh, you know, weddings, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and, and Al, Al would yell to me what, which chord to play, you know, he's going, one, four, five, no, you fucked up, oh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Does he still do that? Bleep that out. <laughs> I don't listen anymore. No. Music was just a common thread throughout our lives. Uh, we were born in Holland. 
uh, music in the house. We used to stomp around the, the living room table with pots and pans and, and uh, you know, marching around to listening to the big band, big band and march, marching music. And uh, we always liked things loud. Everything had to be loud, you know. Um, but uh, as we got older, um, we continued to take piano lessons. And uh, uh, my mom... Uh, had put us in these uh, contests, these annual contests. So you practice one piece of music all year long. And uh, I'm going way off the subject here. No, this is fascinating. Anyway, um, you practice one piece of music all year. And the funny thing is, I never learned how to read music. And uh, I fooled the teacher. I was just blessed with good ears. I'd I'd watch his fingers and, and emulate what he did. You know, he didn't find out until much later that I couldn't read. Uh, he actually found out one time when he was playing a new piece of music, and he asked me to turn the page for him. And I'm sitting going. <laughs> he goes, what's the matter? You're supposed to turn the page. I'm going, what? I can't read. He's going, what? You know, this was after like five years of lessons with the guy. And, and he finally found out it, which he wasn't too happy about. But, but, the, but the funny thing is, uh, okay, these piano contests that they put us into, uh, you're not even allowed to, use to read. Okay? You, you can't use sheet music. So it was actually a blessing in disguise for me um, uh, to not be able to read. I, I could not look up and do things at the same time. I, I had to see what my fingers were doing. Um, but... Uh, uh, these piano contests uh, actually both Alex and I won three years in a row I think I won first prize three years in a row and Al won first prize second prize or whatever but we, we always won and uh, it's, it's kind of like in phases where you go in and you play and then you go you wait an hour to see if your name gets whittled down I had no idea it was like 5,000 kids Okay, then it'll go down to 2,000, and you see if your name is still on the list. And then it'll go down to 100 people, and then 10, and then 5. And we're going, we're, Alex and I are both going, come on, let's, let's just go home. We're not going to make it, you know? And my dad, my dad was as much like, no, 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 wait, 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 check it out. And well, there it was, we were in the top five. And then uh, we ended up winning, which was great. But that was uh, the piano phase, so that was uh, 9, 10, 11 years old. That, that I did those contests. And then we discovered the Beatles and Dave Bought a Five. And of course, like any kid, we wanted the rock and roll. And uh, I quit uh, piano lessons and the contest circuit, so to speak, and, and said, I want to get myself a drum kit because I like the uh, song Glad All Over boom, 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 uh, by Dave Bought Five. And I wanted to play drums, so I got a paper out. Bought a St. George drum kit for 125 bucks, and my mom somehow convinced my brother to still do something musically respectable, which is take flamenco guitar lessons. Now, uh, forgive me if my uh, memory or recollection is is different from from yours, Al. <laughs> but all I remember is me going out and, and throwing the papers and coming home, and he's playing my drums, <laughs> and I'm going, okay, it, you know P.O.'d me a bit in the beginning, you know? And then finally I just said, okay, he's just better than I am. So I never wanted to play guitar, but I said, okay, go ahead, take my drums, I'll play your damn guitar. (laughs) (laughs) And 
funny thing is, when I watched Alex play, you you probably say the exact opposite, or or the same thing, except to me, and that is that to watch Al play drums was like he wasn't just keeping time; he was making music on the drums. It, it just came so natural to him. Whereas he'll probably say the guitar was just so easy for me, and uh, we're both right. <laughs> you know, we, you know we, we ended up on, on the, uh, it was destiny. I'm too from Buffalo, New York, Dave Dom, and I don't know that guy. Funny <laughs> enough, I swear to God. Anyways, so just want to say one thing before my question. I have to say this to you. I have scenarioed this in my mind for 35 years, what I would say to you, and I just want to say thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart. You're very welcome. All right, all right. My question is, of all the deceased musicians out there, uh, they're no longer around. Uh, pick one to play with, who would that be? Wow. I'd have to jam with my father again. What advice did your father give you that you wanted to make sure Wolfie knew? Uh, Things he always used to say to us. You can learn from everybody what to do and what not to do. Mostly, watch people for what not to do. And if you make a mistake, try to do it twice and smile. Because <laughs> that way, that way people will think you meant it. And it's you know, Dutch terminology, we won't do a pizza. Just, just keep pedaling you know, and smile. tonight for fans of the 80s rock band Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen has died, his son Wolfgang announcing his passing from cancer on Twitter late this afternoon, saying in part, quote, he was the best father I could ever ask for. Every moment I've shared with him on and off stage was a gift. My heart is broken and I don't think I'll ever fully recover from this loss. I love you so much, Pop.
Hey everyone, this is DJ Metal Mike from ThatMetalStation.com and we're here today basically to honor the fallen Edward Van Halen. Um, he died October 6th of this year, two days before my birthday, so it really kind of derailed me. Um, and I'm talking with my big brother, Scapegoat, also of ThatMetalStation.com. He's the guy that does all our wonderful boppers. And They're wonderful. Fucking amazing. And these amazing closers, like this one that we are doing now. This one's kind of special. It's a memorial. It is totally a memorial, and it's it's, it's fitting. Very fitting. It is kind Yeah. Hello. But um, actually, I would like to do this for other future artists when, you know, we well, like to thing, do our own. Like, I don't want to say documentary egotistical, but like a, uh, you know, like... Well, basically, that's what your clothes that get together you do for the talk. station are. They're, yeah. To me, they're audio documentaries. But I mean, we can take it up even a, a higher notch. Oh, yeah. actually narration instead of... Oh, you mean like you're out here narrating, manipulating, sound Cool, bites, cool, you know, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. But that's a discussion. Another mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But basically, yeah, um, so how did you hear the news? I seen it actually on Facebook. I, I believe I seen something come up, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And the thing that was really strange to me is, I mean, I don't want to sound all what you do, dude. You, you called it. I get premonitions about all kinds of stuff, you know, even mom. Yeah. I mean, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to sound like one. I feel your aura. <clears throat> yeah. But <laughs> I do. I I tend to get premonitions. I'd say probably like. It's real strong, probably about three weeks. Dude, I remember you had been saying, "Dude, we need to start on this even before we lose it." You were talking, not talking about this. Yeah, I should have listened to that inner voice or that whatever. Yeah, Yeah. because something was open up. Right. You said, "Man, I got a bad feeling. Something's gonna happen." Well, I mean, we knew he was sick. Yep. I mean, you know, all of this it kind of come out in peace over time. Uh, when I knew that things were really serious with Eddie was Dave. Yeah. Dave said what he said. Uh, yeah. One uh, interview. I thought, oh shit. Uh, Not good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I know cancer. But, uh, I've lost a few people. Too, oh, yeah. And there's a certain book. There's a certain amount of time each one mm-hmm. has. Yeah. And, so yeah, the, I'm not gonna say it was entirely like you know, like a message from beyond, kind of, you know. Ooh, infinity. But because these things subconsciously were wearing on me about getting, yeah, I was right. sick. I was worried about him. But yeah, man, I just felt compelled to do it. I thought, you know, I really should just start collecting, you know, stuff. recordings of interviews and making music like a, bites and doing the things that you something do. Something to where if it does come. You know, like, if, like I said, I knew. We all kind of had to Right. This well, when I got the news, I was, you know, because I work nights. I work uh, 312s. And, you know, so I was in bed for most of the day. And I woke up. And, I don't know, I checked my Facebook. And, bam, there it was. And I was yeah. just like, motherfuck, man. You know, and it was one of those situations, like you said, I wasn't surprised, really. Right. Yeah, you that but dark cloud. It was still kind of a fucking, like, Oh, it still was a shock. And it's just one of those things, it's another reminder of how 2020 can suck my cock. Um, I mean, we lost Riley Gale from Power Trip. Um, we've lost a lot of people this year, man, and it just sucks demon cock, you know, so it's 
Yeah, so that was my reaction to it, and I posted something, and, and, and basically, you know, I mean, basically saying what Eddie meant to me and to everybody, you know, really, but... Um, I mean, he I, wasn't, you know, it's kind of weird because a lot of people got bent. I'm going I'm to go ahead and bring this up. And if Mr. Crosby is listening, he can suck my left test. Oh, yeah. Test yeah. again. Worth this type of shit. But he, uh, <laughs> and I love the music you made. Yeah, I like some Crosby Stills. Yeah, I, I don't like everything they did. No, 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 no. And I think the really, really awesome member <clears throat> in that band left, Neil Young. But okay. I found what his, his statement to be quite lacking. Well, it was just, look, okay, I don't expect Eddie Van Halen to be in his wheelhouse or his thing. Obviously, yeah, he's from a different a generation. Musician, you should be but it was like, it's it's like Alex Skolnick of Testament said, bro, there's a way to do it, you know? Right, exactly. But, was, I mean, even beyond that, just... All he had to do is go, hey, man, you well, know, I met him, he's a really nice guy, really uh, talented guitar yeah. player, but he, I wasn't a big fan. That's what Stephen right. Piercy did when Neil Peart died. Well, like Prince, not in my wheelhouse. But the man I, not my guy. I don't love Prince. Right. But I would never, ever, in a million years, say that man was No, you, and if you asked me, I'd say that. You right. might say, "Well, not my cup of tea, music." But the guy was phenomenal musician. Yeah, musician. Right. That's so, all that he. That's all. That's all Crosby had to say. Yeah. Instead, you know, man. Yeah, really. Like it's like just, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and I love how Alex Skolnick and so many other people called him, and then D. Snyder ripped him to shreds. Well, how can you not? Yeah, it was just great. It was a really it's just classic, like, you know, dude. But he has always been kind of a. I mean, I got story. news for you, Mr. Crosby. He is to our generation what Jimi Hendrix was to yours. Yeah. Fucked hard. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, he should. And uh, and again, we're you know we got uh you know talks about his legacy and all that stuff. I mean, uh, you want to talk about how we discovered Van Halen? What yeah. our introduction was to. Yeah, we're kind of a couple me, old fucks, so we go for back. Me, I knew of Van Halen. I heard him in a few radio. Radio kind of, in our area, KC95 was a big supporter. Yeah, yeah. So there was no this weird shit of, you know, I had to hear it from a buddy who had a buddy and, you know, that's right. a long type of shit. But, you know, I, I heard him on the air on the radio. I liked what I heard. But I... Also in the 70s, Kiss and a lot of other uh, music was kind of monopolizing my uh, my little teenage attention. Right, right. Okay. But I liked what I heard. And then I finally, I, you know, it was one of those things, you know, you got limited finances too as a kid. Of know? course, and, yeah. And so when I finally got around to be like, you know, I need, I need to jump on the Van Halen train. You know, because uh, it started for them in 78, the first album. Right. So we're talking 79. That's what I told Bushy. I think I was about eight or nine years old. Yeah, I finally broke down in bottle, And I remember bringing it home. And uh, I had never heard Eruption. I had heard several cuts. But, you know, they didn't play Eruption too often on Usually on air. Bushy, I remember... Um, Did they? I don't no. remember it. I remember Running with the Devil. Yeah. I remember that distinctly. And I remember going, whoa, and I liked it. But when... When you brought the album home. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I made a point to take you straight to the good golden. Jesus yeah, you, you were just like, dude, you gotta, you know you, well, you, I think you'd realize I'd already it. heard Running with the Devil, so you were like, dude, yeah. you gotta hear this. And you play it for me. Because yeah. the yeah, you were like, this guy's a guitar player, Ace Frehley. And at first, I'm like, whatever. Because Ace was my well, dog, no. and he was. Hey, hey, it was better than most people. Most of his contemporaries. But, um, <laughs> 
But uh, you, you you put you drop the needle, man, and I just remember, oh, what what, what is this new sound uh, that I have to take in? You know, it was like that record was just so game changing, and it's gotten to the point where Eddie is the norm. That style of guitar playing is the norm. Well, you don't even think about it. And you know, it's several different genres. Exactly, it's and, and, and it's well, it's um, right, and it's 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 just one of those things where you know, unless you were there. You just don't realize how groundbreaking it is. And I also think that record came at the perfect time for us because we were kind of getting disillusioned with Kiss. You know, they put out Dynasty, well, and it was Kiss disco, and, and, and you know, just you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it was just like Alice Cooper wasn't really doing his best work in the day. No, no, and dude. A lot of the people as a kid that even I had, Sabbath was kind of yeah, and Sabbath was kind of tank it. I mean, don't get wrong, I love those later records. Fade now, yeah. fade now. That's a better way to put it. Because, not tank it, not because of. the... Mostly that, you know, like a lot of success, including what kind of people like that. Oh, sure, sure. Kind of sure. derails bands. What initially starts, helps them creativity-wise in beginning drugs and stuff, ends up being a, a detriment. You know, a detriment, yeah. Right, yeah, so, definitely. I don't want to get all you know, philosophical on that, but I, I will say, for me, bringing home the album and being able to turn the, you know, that was always a joy for me. Oh, yeah. It to warp your little brain. Oh, you, and you succeeded. I mean, it was my job. I felt as an older sibling <laughs> that I had right. to, like, you know, But get what in was cool and... about it is we had, I had you, but you had, and by extension, so did I, Kevin Barnes and our right. cousin Mitch. Right. It was Mitch. like, because, I mean, that was the time. At the time, we just thought Kiss was the end all be all. And Kevin and Mitch were like, okay, guys, Kiss is cool. Right, check right. this out. And that's how we got introduced. Because So I've always said, it, it, for a guy my age, I was pretty lucky to get introduced to heavy rock. At a very young age, most guys oh, my age, true. when it comes Even to like dad, if you really break it down, you know, dad was a hard rock guy. Dad, dad, listen to Frank Zappa. Right, to right. Southern rock, which some of the southern rock, like Kansas and uh, uh, Ozark Mountain. I mean, we got dad kind of, you know, if we had only that dad. I still think my ears the, the, those, you know hearing that mm-hmm. would have led me you know because right. I just watched an interview well we love Drop too you know with um, Cantrell from House of Chains Jerry that Cantrell, icon yeah. series mm-hmm. you mentioned man that he was a huge Elton John and Elton John is love Elton dad loved Elton John yeah we all heard Elton John so a lot of the things that dad was listening to on, on his own court would probably led me down <laughs> well it's funny you mentioned dad then I had Mitch and Kevin's, yeah. One of my favorite stories I'm going to tell, man, is when you, I think it might have been the first Van Halen album, and you were cranking the fuck out of it. And Dad oh, Dad? Well, I had a captive audience. Yeah. And he came home at work. What was Dad's routine? Yeah. He'd come in. Uh-huh. He'd get his shoes now off, you know, undressed, and he'd go in the bathroom and he'd burn a number. <laughs> right. Read right. a little bit. Want to mellow out. And then he'd jump in the shower, because Mom's cooking again. Right. Right. And Dad get out. Freshen that, probably smoke another number, read a little bit, so mom and yellow. So I knew I had a captive audience. Right. So, you know, I go straight for eruption with him, just like I did with you. I'm like, well, if I'm going to show him what this shit's about, right. it's got to be right. eruption.
that old pop in the egg on stereo in the diamond that said it's just caddy corn. So I cranked that fucker up and just let that have it. While it's on the shitter all blowed out on dope. <laughs> Thinking, man, this is gonna melt the old man's mind. Wow, man. That's some heavy shit, man. And I think it kind of did because he come out and he goes, What? Jesus Christ, what in the fuck? Turn that shit down! Yeah, Are they on drugs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I didn't know what to do. And then he got real quiet for me. I gotta say, though, yeah. fucker can play guitar, though. Yeah. And he went and he slammed the bathroom door. Yeah. He can fucking play, you know. Oh, well, you know, Dad, he didn't spare anybody's. Right, but he, he would give hit their dues, you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he told me, like, yeah, the guy can play, but what the fuck is he doing? Like, <laughs> he wants to listen to it. Basically. <laughs> like, appreciated the talent, but why would you subject yourself to that? Right, where but we you were know, like, it's like you said, though, but see, that's the norm today. Now the old man, when I mentioned that, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what's so great about it. My dad yes. is like, dad's 70 what now? 70. 77. So, you know, for 77 year old man to go, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, he recognizes the talent. Yeah, I mean, he may like few of the songs. Actually, yeah, he, you know, yeah. it's been like that with Pop with a lot of this. Oh yeah, because I have memories of Kevin and Mitch coming over trying to turn the old man on the Zeppelin, turning on the Sabbath especially, and Dad looking at Kevin like he was, you know, like freaky pan and dope. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what, what, what would ever make you think I was like? Right, right. His dad was in a different frame, you know. I mean, right, fucking. It's a 50s guy. 50s, 60s, yeah. 60s. Beatles, Stones, Hendrix, right. Clapton, so, that's his stuff. So anyway, I mean... Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, what's your favorite guitar, guitar, Eddie guitar solo? Besides Eruption. To me, Eruption's oh, more than that. That's like asking me... I don't know. Because I, I I've been doing this uh, audio, mm -hmm. and I'll listen to a solo, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be the best. That's, that's the jazz right? Right. I, I know, right? And then I go on to the next one, and I'm like, <laughs> I know. That's equally badass. Okay, well, fair question. The thing I love about Eddie is when he, the way he used that, that tremolo. The way he would drop that in the harmonics, you know, it's like, dude, it was just insane. Kind of like with Dime. Yes. You know, I mean, I think even Dime and Zach were joking with each other, like, how one of the Oscars you think any of these other guys even understand? You know, they're, 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 I'm not a, but uh, you know the whole thing. What do you call it? Don't matter. But yeah, Eddie Van Halen. He was man. Like, oh, he totally changed man. the way people. Like, not only did I think engineering, like audit. Well, basically, the, uh, customizing his guitars. That's what he did. He customized his guitars to sound a certain way. He engineered them. So not only was he a phenomenal yeah. musician in that way, not only did he change the way people played guitars, but he changed the way guitars were made. So his innovations are stuff that are in guitars now. It, it, the guitar right. comes the that standard. way. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, you gotta give, you gotta yeah. give him. That's why. That's why I think what Crosby said, bro. Oh yeah. It's like I understand, bro. I get it because there's a lot of artists kind of. I don't like it. I mean, right. I ever be that disrespectful. Oh. Anyway, man. Anyway, condolences to the Eddie Van Halen family. To the Van Halen family and yeah. his friends and loved ones. Especially and Wolfgang. Losing one of your parents is probably the hardest thing you could Yes, it is. And we know and that. It don't matter what age you are. Nope. No. Losing mom. It tore a little part of me off. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, it was a little less than me. Like, yeah. 
Well, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I think it's fair to say when she died, part of me, I know I'm in So, and most of us out here, we know, we understand that. Yeah. Especially with parents, it's just horrible. Right. It's a horrible ache. Don't go away. In fact, me, in some ways, like some people say, well, you know, time will make it easier. No, not really. The more time goes away. The more you miss their voices, oh, yeah. you get what they sound like. You really do. Like my grandma, yeah. I have you, to struggle. You don't, and I can kind of hear her voice, but I don't. Well, you don't miss them in all at once. You miss them in parts, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and in pieces, and then, exactly. and, and then eventually it, you just you get to a point where yeah, it's all gone. Kind Even of their smell, the, right? The, everything, the, everything, yeah, yeah, about them. You know, it's so, how they, yeah, yeah, and, and it just and memories almost while there's some there are a pleasure they tend to have, but also mm-hmm. can be quite Yes. Yeah. But um, anyway, anyway, my heart does go out to. Oh, one thing I have to say, yes. I, I I didn't make a note of this. My little teenage heart got broken by Eddie Van Halen. You know how? Oh. He hooked up with Valerie Burton. Oh yeah, yeah. Stone. It sure did, man. Eddie, what did I, I was so mad at him for that. I was not mad, but jealous. I oh, well, jealous. I think we all were, bro. Oh, dude. She's still a pretty lady. She's beautiful, but man. And did you write here? You see what she wrote? It was. I mean, I see a little bit. Oh man, she's dude. good. She yeah, said fare, at the end of it. She said farewell, my love. Yeah, you know? so you can tell that. Yeah, Valerie's always been good. That, that and she was talking about how he he still had an upbeat attitude even when he was going through the chemo and everything. Yeah, Eddie. You know? I will say this. You know, I had some kill with Eddie because I got so mad at him for a while with the drugs, kind of like she did. Yeah. You know, I mean, she divorced him. I mean, you know that's why she. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't because she didn't love it. Yeah. She just could not give it. But you know, it was the best we all thing know that Eddie, happened to We him. all know Eddie got bad. And I was so mad at him. Yeah. But then I'll tell you what, for every bit as mad as I was, when he straightened his shit up, I was, I was proud just of as him. proud of him. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so anyway, legacy, man. I mean, to me, he and the band, Van Halen, they changed the fucking game, man. They, completely. I mean, completely. Right? I mean, you got. I mean, I don't want to. There get would be no sunset hall, or you know, with no. the whole. I know what you're saying, but there would be so, no sunset strip metal right, scene exactly. without him, yeah. without that, without the band. I mean, him and like I was saying earlier before we started this recording, this I, I said that him. When you think L.A. and that time frame, you think, well, I do. Right? You think Eddie Van You think Eddie Jones. Yep. As far as like, I mean, because Eddie did for Ozzy, he kind of brought that. L.A. rock well, it's what Ozzy wanted because right. it was a Van Halen movie. opened up for Black Sabbath on the right. Never Say Die tour, and Ozzy was blown away watching. And when he went solo, he goes, "I wanted to combine Sabbath with what Which Van Halen brilliant. was doing." Yeah. And then Took he met Randy, and yeah, and Randy loved playing with Ozzy because he felt constricted with Quiet Riot. Exactly. But that's a whole other conversation. That is. We'll have to, like I said, I would like to do some bio. Yeah, we should. Like yeah. where we narrate, talk. Go play a certain movie. Cool, cool. Like, you know, got like a pros, dude, baby. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, man, I want to shout out to all the DJs who helped us do mm-hmm. this, this little tribute. Um, you guys were great, so thank you all for participating in this, man. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever, I mean, Dave's done closers and he's done audio tributes to a lot of artists before, but we've never done one where we included everyone in the station. You know that could or was yeah, able to be so, a part of it. Thank you guys for doing more endeavors like this. Right. Take a I think um, I think it's a unifying thing for the station. That's why I kind of asked. I, I kind of had, I kind of went back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, I thought it was a well, great idea. I, what, should I ask? 
that being too like, hey man, I'm putting you on the spot. But I also Dude, feel the like, day I posted that, I had four submissions like that. I also that wanted quickly. to be us. I didn't want to just do a simple um, with interviews and just the technical. Right, right, I, right. I wanted to make it more very much a TMS thing. I wish know. that I would have maybe done this for Lenny. But, you yeah. know, I've had health issues, and this takes time, and it takes energy to track everything down. And, and you know, the thing is, yeah, let me... Hurts me sad. There's not there's not says we can't do one. But we have I mean, lost other just to know. I mean, but Eddie, for some reason, I, like I said, I guess maybe the criminal, like, just all of it combined. And, and the fact that he, next to Jimi Hendrix and the guitar, you know, I can't really think of anybody that no. changed the sound music. No. Uh, not just our genre. As much as Eddie Van Halen, other than Eddie Hendrix, as far as like propelling things in a totally different direction, right? And being like, "Holy crap!" There's only one band that comes I said to crap mind, for folks. <laughs> There's only one <clears throat> band that comes to mind that I think I would compare with Van Halen, and, and there's a lot of parallels with that band. That's Pantera. Well, yeah, don't I? but who do you think? I mean, yeah, it makes again, sense. Again, it? yeah, but you know, you have the brothers, the phenomenal yeah, brothers, especially the, the fucking the 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 bass player who's kind of the unsung member of the band, but holding yeah, down Rex the low don't end, get near them. right? And neither does and Michael neither Anthony. Michael. And then, of course, you have yeah, the fucking front man who was larger than life that could work a crowd up. I mean, I never got to see. Neither of us got to see Van Halen nope, in their heyday because not our parents. God love them. I love you, mom. But you know, it was weird. They let us have the records. They let us have the posters, but they wouldn't let us go to the concerts. But we had older people that would take us. You know, I, I, and you would be up to no fucking good. I mean, at that point, not I really, mean, though, dude. Because I, I mean, maybe, I maybe, maybe, oh, I probably. Okay, yeah, but still. And then by the time <laughs> I, mean, I was old fun. enough, they went into Van Hagar, and right, I, you know, I disrespect, but that wasn't my. I love Sammy bad. Yeah, I, I would touch on that, even though, I, like the bio thing, I, I kind of made a decision to stay old school. Yeah, um, I didn't want to get sucked into doing the whole like, oh well, you know. And I just, it doesn't matter at this point. They all right. did their thing. That's all between them. Exactly. I will say this: I don't hate Sammy Hagar. Oh God, no! It's ridiculous to be that way. I, I, mean, I mean, again, I'll say that: like, if you don't like Sammy Hagar, right? That's cool. Right. But he is a very talented guy, and I'll tell you for his age, his voice. I mean, I've been watching it on these. He can still do it. Man, He's got. He still sounds good. Yes. I mean, the guy always was a pretty high well, you know how I musician. Am. I, okay? I, I mean, hey, I love, I love Montrose. I right. like his solo I stuff. Before we go, want kind of tap. When he, you know, when he joined Van Halen, I was, I was fucking excited. Okay, but yeah, when I know we, what you're gonna say. But when when I bought the, the record or the tape, actually, I was just crushed. I was like, "What is this? This isn't, this isn't heavy metal. This isn't rock candy. This isn't fucking, yeah, you know." What the fuck well, is this? This is an eruption. Or... The other day, they kind of mutually needed each other. Yes, they did. Creativity wise. Yes, me. they did. Mutually. I don't they... think they brought out the best of each other. No, they didn't. I you know. They went to I could go it. back and listen to an old Sandy Hagar solo. And rock the fuck out. And love it. Bro, I can play Space Station number nine from Monstros and rock the fuck out to it right now. I know. But, but I can't do I that can't with Van and, and folks, believe me, we tried. Oh, tried. We live in the St. Louis Metro East area. Sammy's a god here. You know? Yeah, he is. So. You know, it's like, but I, and I tried. We tried. I really did. Just doesn't do it for me, man. No, so no disrespect did. to anybody else. But there. I do love Sammy, and I'm sure Sammy's hurt him too. Oh, sure he know, is. And I, I know some people, a lot of, I've seen a lot of really cool shit in the You know, and I don't get it. I mean, I understand if you don't like him. Yeah. And I, and I, and I do, well, let me rephrase it. I get some of it in the sense that Sammy, 
100 words doesn't say. Sandy just said things. Kind of like Dave says things. They're right. both very um, confident people. Mm-hmm. And they're very confident in the craft. And, mm-hmm. and they will say things. And I've heard Sandy say things like, oh, you know, I was in there in his tenure, you know, it was bigger than it's more so. And I'm like, well, Sandy, I love you, bro. And, but it makes you look jealous. To me, I wish Sandy would just stop. If, if Sandy's out there to hear this, like, you know, geez, just please stop. Right. Because it doesn't make you look good. It makes you look like you're... And, and I kind of feel like, who would be jealous of that? Yeah. To be the first guy that actually formed the band, sweated right. it out in the gutter, made it. I mean, to me... Yeah, but I, to me, it's just... Really for Sandy to be that way. Sandy Hayter was a hired gun. Yes, he was. He walked in to an already established thing, a great thing. Now, he was like, a name, and, and he right. and, 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 and well, we, people knew who he was. Yeah. But, you know, the thing was about the Sammy that bothers me is I read his book, okay? And while I enjoyed it, yeah, it was a good read. There, there were some things he like, said Whoa. that were just full of shit, man. I know. Like, he tried oh, saying yeah. he was as big as Van Halen. No, no not ever. You were never, ever as big exactly. as Van Halen. You were successful, oh, Sammy. You were, yeah. Nobody's taking anything away from you. But Van Halen was fucking selling out venues two or three nights in a row. I remember. Oh, I was there. Yeah, I know. Okay. And I love, love you know, so it's like. But yeah, I wish Sam would just quit. And I think right. that's where a lot of this hatred, I'm hoping that's where it's coming from, is that Shut the fuck up, dude. Shut yeah. up. Like, you look insecure when you do that. Yeah, you do. You look desperate and insecure. Don't say You don't have to. We all know. We, we know you're great, dude. Right. And the people that loved you while you were in still love you, man. They yeah. love you, dude. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it's not like they didn't, they did sell a lot they of records did. with Sammy. They were very successful with him. It just wasn't my bad. This wasn't, it, I just didn't care for that mix. I didn't care for the fun Not that the, not, it, I, like I said, I was expecting. Right. Well, I did too. Atomic Pump right. with fucking Rock Candy, and I got, I got, I got fucking, why it's can't like this be It's like a bunch of power ballads, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, top uh, well, three. I enjoy a power ballad, a great power it ballad. It was pappy, pap, poppy, fucking right. palpable bullshit. I didn't like it, man. Not my cup of tea. But anyway, yeah. lucky Sam, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, so... That's it for me. I, I've done... Yeah, yeah, I, I think this I think is I it, man. The last, uh, final thought for me is just rest in peace, Edward Van Halen, and, you know, to all the Van Halen fans out there, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but he may be gone, but he'll never be forgotten, and the music will live forever, man. Like, we, even for those of you that like the, the, the Sammy... Hagar era. It's still there. It's all there for us yeah. to listen to and enjoy it, you know? So, you know, we just got to take consolation. I think that. the hardest part is there's a lot of bands where, and that was true, like, like Zepp and Lost Bomb, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm not a good bitch, you know, but the thing about Eddie is it is over. Oh, yeah. To me, there is no, I mean, like, the, you know, that's saying in American Pie, you know, Don Plain, you know, yeah. the day the music died, and, and for Van Halen, it's yes, it. It's, it's over. It. It's over. Yeah. Done. And you know, rest in peace, Eddie. And, uh, and um, I hope the family heals. And, you know, they got a lot to be proud of, that's for sure. Yeah, and to all you fine folks, thank you for listening and stay metal.
Duckets from Rehab. Unfortunately, the music world has lost another legend in the one and only Mr. Eddie Van Halen. I remember as a little 10-year-old prepubescent douchebag hanging out with my neighbor who was a couple years older for me. And uh, yeah, we were talking about KISS and how great they were. Yes, at one point I did like them, but I was a child, so let's move along. But anyway, he throws on this record, and the first track he plays is Atomic Punk. And I was just utterly confused about how he was making these guitar sounds, and how everything was so different from what everybody else was doing. From that day on, it was just one brilliant, brilliant track after another. Eddie Van Halen, gone, but never forgotten.
host of the Big Bushy Power Hour, co-host of the Plug Podcast with my brother Metal Mike. We're here today to talk about the king, man, Eddie Van Halen. Sucks. Still trying to process it all. Because we lost a great one there. The most innovative guitar player in history. Not just American history, not just rock history in history. I can't tell you when I exactly discovered him because we found out later on he played the solo on uh, Beat It for Michael Jackson. heard Jump and Panama. That was my first experience with uh, Eddie, knowing who Eddie was. Man, what a god. The sounds I heard coming out of that guitar are like nothing I'd ever heard before. And I instantly became a fan. I went all the way back to the debut album. Jamie's Crying is still one of my favorite songs. It's hard for everybody to process. It's hard for everybody to deal with. But all eras of that band, you can find something Eddie did that was just truly phenomenal, truly amazing. Even the Sharon era, and I don't like that album at all, but boy, there's some cuts on there that... You know why Eddie was the king. Inspired a whole generation of guitar players to come out and finger tap, use that whammy bar. The whole 80s scene could be attributed to Van Halen. The band and the man. I think no greater tribute could have come out than White Lion, Vito Brada. Played almost identical to him, just had a different tone. We're going to miss him. People that don't understand are not going to understand what this man meant to us, what that music meant to us. Man, that six-pack of Van Halen albums are probably the six of the greatest music albums ever laid on vinyl. He's going to be sorely missed. I wish I had been able to see them live. I never got that opportunity. But on the Big Bush and Power Hour, we're going to make sure we keep Van Halen rocking every single week. That's what we do. We remember him. All hail the king.
Hey, it's Brian Davis from the Bad Beat from ThatMetalStation.com, and of course, Damn Good Movie Memories. So, my introduction to Van Halen was because of my mom. Now, my mom wasn't a big hard rock fan at all, but she heard Jump, so she bought 1984 on cassette. So... What she would do is she would play the song Jump and then never go past. She wouldn't rewind. She would just rewind. She would never go past to find out what was after that. So finally one day, we're in the minivan. And I'm like, can we listen to what's after Jump? Now I'm like five or six, you know, because this is 1984. And she said, okay, well, well, we can go past Jump. And I heard Panama and the intro riff. And I was like, this is mind-blowing. I had never heard anything like this. Now, come to find out i had heard eddie van halen before but it was on thriller it was from michael jackson it was beat it didn't know that and didn't know that till years later uh but the first album i really recognized the the genius of van halen was 1984 you know you hear top jimmy and drop dead legs hot for teacher i'll wait the whole album i mean i was i was sold and so until i got my own money to create my own collection of, of music 1984 was my album you know i was a, just a little kid so that was bro. I listened to that tape more than my parents ever did, <laughs> and they definitely didn't expand past jump. But the the other part of that funny story is, so we would have babysitters, and so one of the the local kids and, and a family friend, he was a teenager, and he was a, he was a rock guy, so you know he used to wear band shirts all the time, whether it be Motley Crue or Rat. And he's going through my parents' tape collection, and he notices you know the normal stuff, the '80s parent stuff. I mean, my parents are probably in their mid 30s in the '80s. And so you see the Eurythmics and Lionel Richie and Billy Joel and, and stuff like that. And then he comes across, wait, you get your, you guys have 1984 from Van Halen? And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, whose tape is this? I'm like, I think it's my mom's. And he, I don't know if the kid was horrified that, you know, this was part of their collection or thought my parents were the coolest. But the key to this story is Van Halen, it didn't matter. They had that sort of sensibility that they could be in any music collection because Van Halen wasn't just about one genre. It wasn't about hard, just hard rock or metal. They changed music. So someone like my parents who were not hard rock fans at the time would enjoy Van Halen because they had a, a certain sensibility that went beyond just one genre. And that is the power of Van Halen. That's the power of Eddie Van Halen. And not to mention his amazing tone. You just knew when you heard that tone that was Eddie Van Halen, and he will live with us forever, and you'll definitely hear him a ton forever on ThatMetalStation.com.
As of uh, as of the time I'm doing this, we are about to record our annual Halloween episode. Make sure you tune in for that. We have some great stuff coming up for you. Thanks to all you longtime loyal listeners. We will see you next time. Bye bye.